Oh, on a race day, it's uh, pretty easy. It's porridge, oats, and some pancakes, some sweet things, sometimes some waffles, uh, rice, and uh, omelette. That's what the really basics are. And they, they all like it like this every day again. So. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift where fun is fast. This week's episode, well we've already had this week's episode, Maeve Plouffe, an absolute cracker. So if you haven't listened to that already, just go back and check it out. It was a really, really interesting episode. But this is a little bonus episode for you guys. We're talking with my friend Bram Lippens. Now Bram, he is the team chef for Trek Segafredo. And uh, it's a really interesting episode where we caught up, I guess, in the pre-season of 2022, and we basically just find out what it's like being a team chef on a World Tour team, and we learn about the the day-to-day life of uh, a Grand Tour, how that's sort of structured for a chef, um, how they uh, consider the meals based on uh, the types of stages and the requirements that the riders are going to be facing each day. Um, we also talk about Roubaix and um, last year's Roubaix, obviously Lizzie Dignan taking the win with that 80k solo raid. What did she have for breakfast that day? What was fueling her for that ride. We find out all about that and just general, you know, chit chat with regards to being a team chef on a world tour team. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And um, hey, big shout out to our sponsor, our title sponsor, Zwift. Uh, so good to have them on board. And also a press room podcast supporter, Smith Optics. Uh, big thanks to them. I've been trying out the Bobcat. Uh, sunglasses. I've got the photochromatic uh, frames in because it's just the light starting to fade here in um, in WA. And I tell you what, they really sit off the face beautifully. It's a really nice um, frame and very comfortable. So definitely worth checking out if you need a new pair of frames. All right, legends, it's time for the bonus episode of the press room. So get on the Ergo, get on Zwift, um, get on the commute. I don't know, but it's time for this episode. I'll see you soon. But I, when I stopped school, when I finished school, I graduated. I, I put, uh, I was looking to get in cycling team, like quick step and the Belgium team, quick step, lotto, but impossible to mm-hmm. get an answer from them. And then, so I, how you call it on Google, they have a search. You can put in some words and whenever those words come into a, a, a vacature, a job appointment, then you get an email. So 10 years later, I put a four. I put in chef and uh, world team cycling. These three words, and after ten or twelve years, I even gave up on the idea. I got a mail. This is what you were looking for twelve years ago. So I sent my uh, my my resume, my my CV, what you called it, and here I am. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So did you start really working? Did. did you start working with um, Dimension Data? How long were you working with them? I was with them four years. Four years, okay. And what was that from 20, what years? Uh, the end of 16, 17, 19, and then now the second year for track. Uh, 20, 21 and now 22 for track, second year. Hmm, okay. And when you're with, uh, you started in 2016 with Dimension Data. 
at what point of the year did you start with them? The end was in uh, the Vuelta. Ah, okay. I wondered if you were at the Tour de France that year because that was um, a big year for the team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cavendish, four stages. I was just reading some of his book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't there. But in the, okay. I came in when he got down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, now, he's, now he's back. Uh, what was yeah. it like at your first, what was your first race? Was it the Volta? Yeah, it was in the Volta. Okay. Wow. Okay. And um, when you started as the team chef, was it what you expected, your first gig? In Dimension Nether, you mean? Yes. I, I didn't start as a chef there. I was like uh, assistant chef. Okay. Because they had the kitchen, yeah, small truck. So somebody needed to drive it and always too. The, so they had an assistant and that's how I came in. Mm. Not as the chef. Okay. Okay. And you progressed you forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Always. I guess uh, as you progress through your time with Dimension Data, uh, did you do, I guess, did you sort of get to do a lot of races, a lot of different races, or did you do the same races each year? It's more or less uh, the same block of races. There were the World Tour races yep. and some preparation races, like Parini uh, is always there, Terena is always there, yep. because they were important to go to the Grand Tours and mm-hmm. Classics, of course. And then, the, yeah, the Grand Tours for sure. And some of the classics was the program in Dimension Data. Okay. All right. Well, say, uh, for example, currently, when you're at a Grand Tour, uh, Blams, when you're with Trek Segafredo, which Grand Tours are you, had, did you go to this year? Or, this year, sorry, I, last year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Already <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> and half of the Tour de France I did for Trek and the Vuelta. Okay. And then Mirko Golic, he did the Giro d'Italia and the first part of the tour. Mm, okay. But it's, it's nicely, nicely split. Mm. When you're at a Grand Tour, Bram, uh, can you run us through what are you doing from when you wake up to when you go through to the end of the day on a normal stage, not a time trial, not a, um, yeah, like a normal stage? How does it look? What's the day like for you? I wake up for... Uh, Depend on how far it is to the start for the guys, for the riders. We wake up pretty early, let's say around 6.37 at least, to prepare the breakfast. Mm. Everything from everything from the breakfast. And if it's a really late start, there's a race meal also going. So normally breakfast is a race meal. Okay. And, uh, and the breakfast, Bram, what is it? What's it usually consist of? Oh, on a race day, it's uh, pretty easy. It's porridge, oats, and some pancakes, some sweet things, sometimes some waffles, uh, rice, and uh, omelette. That's what the really basics are. And they, they all like it like this every day again. So uh, we try to make some variations. But yeah, carbs, 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 carbs. <laughs> That's okay. what they need. Okay, so you set up breakfast. What's next after that? Once they finish the breakfast, we clean up, we take all our stuff, what is ours or from the team, and we head to the next hotel. Sometimes, uh, if we're lucky, it's not too far, and if we have bad luck, it can be three, four, five hundred kilometers to drive <laughs> to go to the next hotel. Oh, wow. And are you driving, do you guys have a, a kitchen truck with Trek? We, uh, for the moment, not. We are looking to make one. 
yeah, a small yeah. van. Uh, certainly for the Grand Tours and with COVID, it's really going to be handy if we have it just as a backup or uh, to be sure we have a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And so when you get to the hotel, are you then uh, in the hotel's kitchens? Do you use that? Yeah, we, we send mails in advance to all the hotels. We're going to at the specific Grand Tour asking three, four, five times if we can please, please enter in their kitchen to cook. And yeah, 80% nowadays says yes, but then there is still this 20% that says, mm, maybe, I don't know, and no. Wow. And then we all, yeah. Then we always wait until we arrive in the that hotel that says no, and sometimes it turns into a yes, and sometimes it stays no, and then you do a barbecue or something. <laughs> wow, okay. And so say you get permission to use their uh, kitchen, how long do you need to prepare the food for the riders at the end of the stage? If we have uh, access to the kitchen and the kitchen is more or less okay, then we can, uh, most of the chefs I know, we, we need three hours and then we can, uh, we can do a good dinner. If mm. you have three hours that we can go working, 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 then normally it's okay. Mm. Okay. When you're making dinner... I guess, uh, well, what are you usually sort of making? What's one of the meals that you might make in a grand tour? Oh, always depends on the stage the day after and okay. that the, the one that they had also. Okay, so say it's, um, you've just, they've just done a standard 180K sprint stage and the next day is maybe a little bit longer, medium mountain stage, five hours. Well, they will, for sure, they will have uh, some carbs. Because the stage you are saying is in my ears looks like a breakaway stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we always have some guys that will go in there. So for sure, some good carbs, nice pasta, with, uh, a light sauce, tomato or green pesto also. Mm. As a protein in the Grand Tours, oh, mainly will be chicken, turkey, whitefish, or some uh, yeah, vegetarian alternatives also. Hmm. Red meat, I think that's that's a little bit done in Grand Tours. They they, they stopped just on uh, evenings before rest day. They get the red meat hamburger or something, but mainly it's protein, it's chicken, white fish, sometimes salmon or tuna, but hmm. chicken is, is the good meat. Just lots of chicken, okay. And yeah. why, why uh, are they sort of steering away from the red meat? Is it? Because it doesn't quite doesn't quite digest as well. Is that why? Yeah, especially for digestion. The, the longer it takes to digest, the longer it takes the body is working. And while your body is working, your sleep is not a hundred percent. Even though it's your stomach that's working, your sleep is different. Your rest is yeah, not op optimal. You know. Hmm. Okay. And in a grand tour, it's uh, yeah, that's one of the biggest things is to sleep good, eat good, and shit well. So if one of this starts to fail, the others also go down and then the rider is also a little bit done, I think, in this point. <laughs> yes, okay. And it all comes together. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Um, do the riders at dinner time, are they given like portions or do you just make a giant batch and they sort of just take and, you know, put their fill their own plates? What uh, we do in track, and we also did it the same way in uh, Dimension Data, is we make a buffet. 
Okay. Right, with the with the carbs, some protein, some options, mm. and they they kind of take what they want or they think they need or their nutritionist says you need this today for tomorrow. Or mm. we have one or two riders that like that we weigh it for them. Oh, so they wanted we do it's no problem. We, we got the scale, we got plates and balls. We can do that. It's no problem. More or less, they prefer to do it themselves. You said, uh, do you have to cater for, I guess there might be some riders as a vegetarian, gluten-free. Is there any of that? Vegans? Uh, vegans, 100% no. Vegetarians, yes. Gluten-free or intolerance, yes. Mm. So we have options. <laughs> okay. And have you seen, a, like, a, did you have to cater for that more in today versus when you started at Dimension Data, those sort of dietary requirements? Not really, not really. About the same. Uh, yeah, we have in track. We have more vegetarians, but that's also because there are more riders. <laughs> it's a female team, also. Mm. And but the intolerances or like kuliaki, well, it's a really small percentage. Oh, uh, like, is that gluten free? Like celiac? Yeah, celiac, yeah, yeah. celiac. Okay, that's that's. Yeah, we have one in the team. Yeah. And some guys in races prefer not to eat gluten, but that's no problem. I mean, the rice is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And when you're making the meals uh, at dinner time, imagine other, do you, what do you try and do to, I guess, keep the meals exciting? Because I imagine that would be something you would focus on. Is that a thing? Yeah, for sure. You, it has to be. It has to look good and exciting because uh, it's really important they keep on eating. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> endure after 10, 12, 13 days. I never did one on a bike, but it's hard to keep the motivation to stay eating because it's warm, it's hot, and it's everything is just. And then you have to eat like a, a plate or pasta or a plate of rice again. <laughs> so we, we, yeah, we have to keep it interesting and then. I will make some some nice plates or some nice uh, platters to put on the buffet, and that looks tempting to eat. You know, and uh, hmm. we also ask them, "What would you like to eat tonight?" And it's already in the bus. Wow, tonight we have this. It's my favorite. Or we put the menu in a group chat. Once the the stage is done tonight, this and this and this is the menu. So they they can start looking forward for uh, for dinner. You know? Wow. They come to the hotel, go to the massage, and then they go, aha, <laughs> this or this or this. Yep. Oh, very yeah. nice. That's good. Yeah, we have to, it has to be a good moment. You know, uh, all riders at the table has to be a good moment. But for sure, it has to be a, a good moment to, uh, yeah, to recharge. Mm, of course. And how often will you make a dessert on a Grand Tour stage? Every day. I like to hear that. Heck, every day. Once the race is going, I mean, the, the three, four days before the start, the dessert is it's, it's fruit or some fruit salad or really like uh, cake sometimes. But once the race is, is rolling, every day they got a dessert and it's their choice to take it or not. So. Hmm, okay. And what kind of things are you making for dessert? Like the only thing I've seen, Bram, is I've seen uh, sometimes during the Grand Tours, Thomas de Ghent, he will post pictures of their chef's um, meals throughout the Grand Tours. Yeah. Some pretty nice desserts, usually kind of like, you know, different takes on rice puddings and 
maybe a little light sort of coconut ice creams. But what are you sort of putting up? I also rice pudding sometimes, but these things uh, with the rice, I try to not put in desserts again because it's again rice and they have rice <laughs> and dinner. You have rice in the morning, you have rice on the bike. You have... um, so sometimes I do rice pudding, but I, I prefer to go to cakes. And as I'm from Belgium, uh, chocolate. What what give me an example of a dessert that you would make? Chocolate dessert. Really, really easy and actually a good one if you look at the, the values. Is an egg white, chocolate, mousse, and that's it. Beautiful. Okay. Like a dark, rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the bitter one. The, yeah. the really dark chocolate. Mm. Melted and then whisk the egg white with a little bit of sugar, and and add it together, and you have a, a super light and chocolatey boost. And uh, it's it's good for. I always call it the protein boost. So beautiful! Wow! And uh, that's that's a good one for like after a sprint stage. It's not no carbs in the desserts, only a little bit fat and sugar from the from the chocolate, of course. But on a, on a hard stage, we can go to chocolate cakes or brownies or uh, coulon de chocolat. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet I after, after a feral stage, coming back to see that waiting for you after dinner, that must just a yeah, bit yeah, yeah. of a boost, right? It's, it's good for the morale also, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you have a uh, play a part in the, like the race food as well? Or is that just the swan years do that? No, it's, it's more and more the swan years. Sometimes they ask if uh, or I have some, I made a big batch of like carrot cake or something like this and I give it to the swanies mm. or they ask, can you put this in the oven? Then, okay, but they, they handle that actually every time. Mm. Occasionally, I put in something. Like okay, all right. What are some of the challenges that you sort of tackle every time you're at a grand tour for you? Well, it's, it's first of all to get in the kitchen of the hotel. <laughs> okay. Second, then we have to hope the kitchen is, is clean. And <laughs> this is a big challenge every day. Again, it's a surprise. We never know. So sometimes it's a big mess and we have to decide we clean first a few hours or we go straight to the to this one year's kitchen in the truck and we try to put something together there. And that's every day. It's a big challenge. Mm. But it's, I like it in, in a way. I like it. It's never the same. What else is the challenge is uh, we, in the mails we put in advance to all the hotels where we were asking, can we please come into your kitchen? We also say, this is the menu that the organization is giving to the riders. We would like to change it in this ingredient, this, 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 and this. So we make a menu, but not from the organization. That's a big challenge to follow this menu. Okay. But that makes it interesting every day. If it would be all working out as we had planned, it would be a little bit boring in the end also. So. What about, like, what kind of preparation do you do before the Grand Tour starts? Do you do any preparation before? On, on food? Yeah, like before you go, do you need to plan anything? Do you need to plan what you're ordering, what you're bringing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This Normally, uh, we try to, to plan this all. We have uh, the list of the stages. We, we divide it with the nutritionist. She does it in a color schedule. And yeah. then we try to make a menu. 
try because it's hard to follow the plan. But just to, yeah, we, we have to be sure we have the ingredients or we can go near the hotel and get them. Mm. That we always have to think about it. Sometimes you're in, in the mountains for three days, the Colette for instance, you don't have nothing up there. It's one hour to go down, one hour to go back up. It's, it's good you have things prepared then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a lot of preparation. And are you guided by the nutritionists on the team? Like saying, they do the nutritionists on the team say, okay, we need to try and uh, introduce these foods a bit more or use less of this, use more of that? Well, we have um, a schedule with all the stages in a color and we know what does each color mean? Like green is a, a light day, a really easy day on the bike. And the day after is also more or less green. Then we can go down or low carb or other types of carb. Oh. Like a red, red, uh, hard day is pasta, rice, easy. A green day, we can go to quinoa or some sweet potatoes or change a little bit in, in the carbs. Oh. But... No, she, she actually gives us a lot of freedom. She never says, now this, now this. We have a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm sure her, uh, the relationship between you guys is very important to have. It's interesting, the colour coding of the different stages. So uh, it's obviously it sounds like how much carbohydrates uh, the riders are supposed to have for lighter days, medium days, harder days. But is it also the complexity of the carbohydrates that they're allowed to eat during those? Like they can yeah, have yeah. more complex carbohydrates on the easier stages because the stomachs aren't working as hard. Is that how it is? That's it, yeah. Mm. Okay. That's it. Also with fibers, with uh, vegetables. Oh, when yeah. you go on on a really hard day, uh, they, they, yeah, we, we actually don't give vegetables almost because it's too long to it's too much fiber and it takes too long and it all comes back together to, to the rest sleep <laughs> eat and shit story so <laughs> that's right it's all it's all in the colors also so, yeah. the, three, the three keys yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do uh what are the riders on trek segafredo say let's start with the male team what are the men most happy to see at the end of a stage for dinner Pizza. What? What did you say? Pizza. <laughs> oh, pizza. <laughs> Always good. Wow. Always good pizza. <laughs> pizza. Yeah. yeah. International food. Nah, but it's, it's, yeah, we can do it sometimes, of course. But what are they happy? It's also small things when the bus is coming to the hotel and it's a really hot day. Sometimes uh, I go outside with a platter of melon. Oh. Watermelon from the fridge. And then they, it's, yeah. For them, it's gold. I mean, it's really easy just to go outside with a watermelon, but this is wow. Yeah. <laughs> Small things that makes them happy that give a little change, and that's also we like. Yeah, that's cool. And what about the women? What, are, they, are they the same, pizza or something else? Sorry? What about the women's team? What's their favourite food to yeah. serve at the end? Well, for the women, it's more or less the same. They, they But they eat... I wouldn't say different, they, they eat less. The men, it's, it's obvious also, men, big guys, for sure, are classic riders. They, or they go full gas on everything. Yeah. But yeah. they should. And the women, they eat different. There's a lot of salad, lots of vegetables, mm. but also yeah, good pasta. 
that they eat more or less the same, but yeah, I do both teams. Yes. And then sometimes I'm living a lot of pasta going with the, with the, with the guys and then with the women. That's a lot. <laughs> Much pasta. But they win. So, yeah, they eat good. They eat good. <laughs> and what about the women? What's their favorite food that they like to see at the end of a stage? A lot of our women, they like uh, any preparation with mushrooms. Yeah. But, yeah, and then it depends also the, the time of the year. Yep. The woman, I only, only cook for in the classics. So that's in Belgium, the classics can be winter, can be summer, can be autumn, and can be spring in, in one day. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult. The most important thing is also, yeah taste of course and then try to play with ingredients that it looks nice yeah and yeah. it has to be good for them regarding the next days or the day that they had mm. but they all love food that's that's for sure <laughs> who doesn't love food <laughs> <laughs> what about uh leftovers what do you do with the food that's left over if there is any? um sometimes we put it in boxes for the stuff in, in the cars or for the Swannies that are going with Vidons mm. or the day after or uh, give it to the hotel staff yeah. if it's really a lot or we eat it the night uh, itself with the, the staff at the dinner table also. That's pretty <laughs> so good. it's never, never, never a waste. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Do you, Bram, do you get to watch any of the, or do you have time to see any of the stages? In the Grand Tour, I always try to watch the, the, the last 45 minutes, at least. Nice. I always try to watch the final, yeah. Okay. And this year, did you have a favourite uh, moment of the year that you watched? Ooh, a lot of good moments. I, I It has nothing to do with track, but I love it when I liked it when... Uh, Vanderpool went uh, a few times to get the yellow jersey, oh, and everybody was wow. going, "Oh fuck, man, you're you're stupid. You're now you're going to kill yourself." And uh, and in the end, he pulled it off, and he won the stage. Also, that was that was quite nice. He has this on the mind, and he's going to do it. He did it. I like, I like this mind. Yeah, yeah, and it was a good one for his granddad as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's is, and on the team, yeah, we have on the team we have uh, Jasper Styling, Willing, Milan Sanremo, and Lizzy yeah. Dainian going for the first Rubé. That's uh, yeah. Were you were you at Rubé? I was uh, with the woman at Rubé. Yeah. Wow, that must have been yeah. epic. Yeah, it was a good one. Wow, what was uh, what was the was the what were they eating for breakfast? What did Lizzie have for breakfast the day she won Rubé? The day she won Rubé. That's... She had, oh, I think, think eight. For sure, some porridge, yogurt, and uh, fruit, berries, red fruit. And usually she has an omelette with some toast. Wow. There you go. So that's the winning winning formula, Brad. Formula, yeah, nothing really special, but <laughs> <laughs> prepared with a lot of love. I think. That's it, that's really yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. A lot of love, man. So you directly yeah. contributed to that win. We all do. Okay, what about this? What about at the end of a Grand Tour or, say, for example, at the end of um, Paris-Roubaix when Lizzie just went on that 80-kilometre raid, massive celebrations, do you do anything special for the end of a Grand Tour or when you get a special win like that? Milan-San Remo, Roubaix? 
Well, when if we are still there, because for instance, when Lizzie won, they went straight from the finish to the Tour of Britain. So I didn't see them after. So <laughs> wow. they're, they're a little bad luck. But I think I provided a cake to go on the on the bus and the boat. Then. Oh, because no. I kind of knew this we could win. <laughs> so yeah, now we do we do a good cake in the end of a Grand Tour. Normally we go. Uh, we all eat together, riders and stuff, and it's not up to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's a, a good restaurant that we all go to normally, but now with COVID, it's yeah. not really. That normally, we are all sitting together, having a glass, and eat some good food. Mm. Did you do the last half of the Tour de France this year? Last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Half. And what did you do on the final day at the on the Champs? Or did you guys go, go to a restaurant? I was going home in the morning. Oh, yeah, also because of COVID, there was nothing big going on or not really like a, a party. And a lot of the staff just went after the race, just went home. Okay. Okay. What about training camps? Are you involved with the training camps? Do they take the chefs to those sort of uh, yeah, yeah. We were in uh, Altair in, now in December. And now next week we go uh, to Denia. So we are also going here. Mm, okay. And do you have a favorite, like, you, do you, you must have a favorite hotel that you've been at or, yeah, like a hotel that you've been at to work in? Does one hotel have a really nice kitchen? Well, what I really, now we're going to Denia in December in the Marriott Hotel. I really like this hotel. Where's, where's that? There with, and Denia in Spain. Ah, Okay. And, but what, what's so good about it is just have state-of-the-art kit. I was, I was a, a lot of times I was there. Also training camps with the Dimension Data I did there. Many times in the world I passed this hotel. And yeah, now with Trek also we are there for the second training camp. Was there last Vuelta. So this hotel always comes by. And I really like the staff. It's a really nice place. It's calm. And, and you got everything you want. We're, we're coming in and it's... ah. Welcome to your house. And that's, oh, yes. <laughs> no surprises there. No surprises there. <laughs> awesome. It's, uh, it's like coming home a little bit. So I really like this, this pressure. Okay. What is your favorite meal to cook for the team, male or female? Depending the season. But now in this time of year, I like uh, all kinds of casseroles. Hmm. Vegetable casserole also, and um, or meat or vegetarian casseroles. I really, I really love casseroles. <laughs> Goes good with the rice or couscous or quinoa, and so it's easy to combine with carbs. Mm-hmm. That that oh, always like a good casserole. Actually, also in summertime. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong. What do you always bring with you on a grand tour in terms of your equipment? Uh, Thermomix. Oh, Thermomix. Always. In the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> why, why the thermomix? Uh, it's, it's if you have a, no access to a kitchen, or if the kitchen is ancient, you bring a thermomix. You can you can do some things without looking at it. I mean, you know, you, you can burn. You can. It's easy. It's also yeah. It makes almost food by itself. Wow! Wow! So it's. it's Really good one if you don't have a kitchen, then I suggest that. What, okay, do you, um, do you have any like stories of 
where you've gone to a hotel and sometimes you hear this from the riders where they stayed in just an absolute stinker of a hotel. Have you ever had to work in a really bad kitchen? What was it like? Well, I was I was in a really, really, really bad hotel. And uh, that's that's the one I, I still remember until today and I pass it sometimes. It was in Po in oh. the Tour de France last day, I think 2018. Last stage. In four. Time trial? Yeah, TT. Yeah, it was 2000. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really, really shit. I mean, I passed it in the car and I said, this can be this. <laughs> so, so, so my colleague was, hey, you just, you just passed the hotel. I said, no, no, this, this is, this is this closed. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, come back. It's and it was uh, really shit. When the Euros a night or an hour, let's say it like this, <laughs> but what was bad about the kitchen? Was it just like what was bad about? Well, it? we we had the um, with I mentioned that we had the truck, so that was good. We had the kitchen there, but we went in for the ingredients, and it was a fridge on twenty two degrees. The freezer was at zero degrees, or or it was freezing like this. Dirt coming from the walls. I mean, you can see the cockroaches still going, so they didn't care anymore. <laughs> they just stayed there. <laughs> And yeah, the, the, the rooms also. I mean, you touch it's sticky everywhere. You touch something and it's oh. the door is coming with your hand, and people, <laughs> yeah, friendly people that I can say they were friendly, but that's it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> interesting. Do you, Brand, do you have a favorite rider yourself? Well, from, from Trek, or yeah. In Trek, I would say, yeah, since I'm Flemish, I, I speak more with the Flemish guys, which is obvious. And yeah, Jasper Stuyven, uh, I always call him the mayor. I mean, Maya. Yeah, he's, he's the mayor for me, and uh, but I like him also. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Jasper, he's from uh, Lua, is that right? Yeah, Lua, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's got a, does he have a chocolate shop? Yeah, he has with the, his dad. What what's it called? Uh, Steven Chocolade Atelier, I think. Um, hmm. Okay, and have you tried some of the chocolate there? And is it good? For sure, it's good. <laughs> I didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still planning to go to Leuven, but it's a it's a, it's a uh, from my place. It's a, a silly drive if you have nothing planned there. Yeah. It's Belgium traffic, you know, just to go there for some chocolate. Okay. But I'm planning before camp normally, before the 12th of January. Mm. Mm, of course. And have you made, uh, do you have to cook extra potatoes for Tom Squinge? He's a potato guy, yeah. All the, the guys from Northern Belgium also really like uh, potatoes. So, yeah, he, he loves potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he sent me a video uh, on my birthday saying happy birthday. I've still got it on my phone. So he's the one rider I'd like to meet one day. Thomas. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, like. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Last question. Which race are you looking forward to the most every year? What do you love going to and doing? I, I like to go to the classics. It's especially here in Belgium. It's, it's 
the build up towards also on television and also in teams is is like already thinking about it. This is a little bit coming. Goosebumps, yeah. Are we going against Wilhelm? Hard of pick then Flanders, of course. Then it's it's such a nice period of racism. Yeah, yeah. Also to watch and also to be there. It's, it's really thankful to to be able to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like I watch those races on TV here, Brands, and I just wish I was there for opening weekend for. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's so special for, for cyclists and cycling fans. It's, mm. it's like, yeah, five or six weeks, like every every day is a fucking party. And <laughs> it's <sport. laughs> is, is cycling where you are in Ghent, is it bigger than football? Uh, for the classic periods, I would say yes. You have, um, I don't know if the numbers are 100% correct, but I... I'm sure a hundred million, uh, hundred million, one million people in Belgium alone are watching Flanders. Mm. So that that's big. That's almost ten percent of the inhabitants of Belgium watching this race. That's insane. And I can't imagine a football game. Yeah. <laughs> so that period, it's it's bigger than football. Yeah. Wow! Wow! And uh, I just wondered this one now. Do you work with the national team at all? Uh, no, no. No. Would you like to? For the experience, yeah, but fixed, no, hmm. not really. Okay, right. for the experience, yeah, but yeah, it's difficult to say no, but no, no. I was, <laughs> I was just thinking of um, the world championships. That's all. That would be cool to experience. Yeah, for the experience, yeah, but it's also with the national team. You have all categories, a lot, a lot of riders, yeah. and the timing is. It's I know people who do it, and it's. It's insane wow. the amount of work and, and uh, the, the amount of work is not a problem. It's it's the lack of rest for the cook. <laughs> a lack of it's rest. more of a problem. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Well, Branch, mate, that's all I've got. Um, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. It's so interesting. You're welcome. Thank you, man. You just don't hear about all you know how it all works for the team chef and 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 what how what and how the riders are eating. You know, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You only see the meeting, but you never get to hear about you know how it all works behind the scenes. So really interesting, mate. Yeah, the behind the scenes is sometimes uh, no, I wouldn't say more exciting, but at least as exciting as the as the bike race sometimes itself. We got many stories to tell, but we cannot tell every story else. <laughs> of course, of course, you keep it for yourself. That's great. Well, um, yeah. again, Brands, and um, thank you, man. Good luck for uh, this season and trek. Thank you. Hope to see you in the race someday. All right, legends, and that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and thank you to Brams for coming on the podcast and giving us a sick insight into what it's like being a world tour chef for one of the best teams in the peloton men's and women's uh big week of podcasting coming up this week we've got Bay on the weekend my favorite races on the calendar um, and with that, really focusing on the Roubaix Femmes edition. Now, I've got a little sneak peek for you guys still listening now. Emma Norsgaard from Movistar, sixth last year, a beast in the classics. I got up at two in the morning to speak with her, um, and we've got that episode coming very soon. Nice little short special. And um, also, Ellen Van Dyke from Trek Segafredo. Wow, this really is the Trek special. We're chatting with her. And then 
Maybe on Sunday morning, the morning of uh, the men's edition of the race, we'll talk with Francois, who is the president of the Friends of Roubaix organization. Now, that group is the group that looks after the cobblestones and maintains them throughout the year, all the sectors. And it's a fascinating insight into the history of that group and how the race has sort of kept together over the last 40, 50 years. But anyway, legends, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again real soon.